0: Welcome to How We Win. All over the country, people are doing extraordinary things. And we all know action is the best anecdote for anxiety.
1: Happy New Year to everyone. It's our first show back in the new year, and we're gonna look ahead to 2022 with some exciting changes to How We Win as well.
0: But before we look too far ahead, there is important, important action to take as we mm-hmm. mark the anniversary of the failed violent insurrection on our capital with uh, vigils and voter registration events all over the country. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Mariah Craven. And And this this is How We Win. win.
1: Well, we did tell everybody before the break, we're going to have stuff to do. We got stuff to do. We got stuff to do
0: already. Look at you. So excited. I was just going to ask you how your holiday was. Like, you're like, that's over with now. You're like, man, we got we got to get to what work. What
1: holiday? <laughs> no, no, no. I did, I did take some time to rest up over. I took my own advice. Good. I hung out. I binged some stuff. For me, at this point in my life, binging is like, I watched two episodes of Downton Abbey.
0: Wow. Good show,
1: by the way. I know I'm a decade late. Okay. Just starting
0: with uh, DA, huh? I don't know if anyone calls it DA, but I am am now. (laughs) But um, lots of stuff to talk about here leading into the new year, and um, and we have a special podcast for everyone because it's going to be short and sweet. We're going to talk, but we have actually. No interview this week. Just us talking about the news, getting you prepped, and then, of course, the important call to action is about the events going on on January 6th. That's this Thursday. We want everyone to get involved in that.
1: Um, I I see that you, you glossed over your own holiday, so... Let's just circle, circle back, and
0: it was great. I took my own advice too. I unplugged. I didn't watch much news for a couple of weeks. I was still on the Twitter. couldn't Couldn't extricate couldn't myself from away, the Twitter. Huh? couldn't Couldn't do it. Um, so I was up to speed on stuff. Uh, I did get to see Manchin pull the football away from my foot right after I said kind of nice things about him. So that's sort of, he ruined Christmas for me a little bit, but um, I had a lovely vacation um, with my family. We got to go away to um, Kauai, to the Garden Island, which was the first vacation I'd taken in quite some time. So it was, that was spectacular. But I'm glad to be back. Like you said, we we, 2020, 22 now is uh, a fight for our very democracy. Our democracy is at stake here. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's been a more important election. I really don't. I know we say that every cycle, but it's really scary what, what we have to face. And um, and we're going to do it. And we're going to face it together. So,
1: I bet Twitter is easier to slog through when there's a, a rainbow. Behind your your smartphone screen, like you can take Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting lies about COVID. Maybe if if dolphins are frolicking, (laughs) you know, feet away from you. Well, that
0: was a fun that was a fun New Year's (laughs) treat. That started the year off well with um, our friends at Twitter uh, permanently suspending and banning. You know, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, which, why is she representative? What exactly has she done for the people of Georgia? Anyway, uh, very, very happy that she is off Twitter. It's a breath of fresh Hawaiian air. I wish I had had stuck
1: with psychology in in school because I I would be having having a field day with the, the mass delusion and psychosis that leads to people like her getting any type of power. Anyway... We've given her way too much airtime already.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about the news of the week. Yeah, what's what's on your mind? Well, listen, our good friend, <laughs> Senate
1: Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh is is ready to bring down the hammer when it comes to voting rights. Yeah. And he's threatening to reform the filibuster, potentially.
0: This maybe yeah. Strongest language he's had on that. I mentioned, I think, in our last podcast or a couple of weeks ago that uh, because this was Manchin's negotiated uh, voting rights bill, voting rights bill, yeah, um, that he was open to filibuster reform on this, that he had made a statement about that. Uh, since then, he has broken my heart in every conceivable way that, um, mm. that you can. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know what's going to happen with cinema, but this is certainly Schumer's strongest statement to date, uh, a a clear call for this to happen. And there's a lot of pressure from activists. Um, There's a lot of pressure from Democratic leaders. Everyone is really coalescing around voting rights right now uh, in Mm -hmm. advance of uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s family has, uh, in conjunction with a bunch of uh, progressive groups, has organized um, some actions around making sure that this happens before Martin Luther King's birthday. And uh, and so uh, the Senate is feeling the pressure uh, behind that. Schumer's feeling the pressure. And this is priority number one right now in the new year, as it should be. Because like I said, the very fabric of our democracy is uh, – at very real risk, and we need to protect it by passing this voting rights legislation.
1: Yeah, so Schumer says that if the Senate doesn't move forward with the voting rights bill by January 17th, that uh, he says, quote, and this is in a a letter to his colleagues, we must adapt, the Senate must evolve like it has many times before, Um, basically saying that um, they will change the filibuster at, at that point,
0: yeah, and um, timeline. That means the filibuster portion of this, changing the Senate rules, would have to happen like this week, if if they want to uh, put the Voting Rights Bill up to pass uh, before Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, which is which is be next Monday. So, um, like towards the end of this week. Early next week, at the latest, is when they would have to get filibuster reform done. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Again, we renew our call for everyone to call their senators at the beginning of this year and and make sure they know mm-hmm. that this is a priority that we all stand behind. Yeah, I. <laughs> Mm. you're what
1: you know what i well, you know what I, you know what I like about you know what i like <laughs> on these short deadlines is like we don't have to be in suspect because i'm like i don't know but we don't have to wait months and months we just have to wait a couple of weeks and see if uh schumer is really as, as serious as his dear colleague letter yeah indeed
0: and what we all want is to be able to celebrate on mlk day so i'm i'm hoping i'm hopeful it's a new year yeah, I, I
1: For the public, I think one significant piece of this letter is, you know, and I think we're all aware of this. This is all tied up in January 6th and what happened last January 6th, that um, protecting voting rights is the antidote to
0: Mm. an
1: attempted insurrection. And um, Republicans took that moment, this horrifying moment, and ran with it across the country and and passed a bunch of legislation to tear down voting rights. And so, if they're going to do that at the state level, we're really relying on the federal government to um, to to combat that. So,
0: listen up, Mansion. Well said, and Schumer. Yeah, I mean, r- literal voting rights are under attack. So we've got to fight back. Again, our call to action is all going to be about the. Um, anniversary of the insurrection on January sixth, um, but this is tied to that, um, as you said. I'm saying the same thing that you said, but again for emphasis.
1: Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. N- now, n- now it's like stuck in people's brains, clawed its way in there, and they're probably they're probably going to make a bunch of phone calls. Um, other big thing happening this week as obviously Omicron is, is giving us deja vu. um, Mm. It's probably no surprise that, you know, after people let their guards down and the holidays came and everybody got together and now school's back in session, um, bracing for a huge wave of coronavirus in, in this month. Um, And I don't know. I don't know what to do. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to do. There's no, like, nobody's telling me what to do. I just, you know, how I figured there was going to be a giant wave is like, um, I lived near a testing facility. And, uh, um, since I moved to this neighborhood, I'd never seen anybody getting a test there. And, uh, two weeks ago, there was suddenly, a line of cars blocking traffic into the neighborhood because of people waiting to get tested. And that was my clue that something was up. Mm. And, you know, like two weeks later, the city of Austin is like, hey, guys, um, we're going to we're going to raise the warning level about coronavirus. So we, we've entered the next level and nobody knows what that means or what to do. So, you know, yeah, we're out we're all out here on our own. I, I think I read somebody tweeted about, you know, like it's now every individual's responsibility to end in, in the pandemic. Um, and it would be a little bit better if we all like work together and
0: and had a little more guidance. But. A lot better. And we've been talking about for, you know, going on year three of this um, and uh, ah. about the mental health toll that this has taken and on our kids. And, you know, um, my daughter came up to me Over the holiday because she was worried about it. She was worried about whether she'd go back to school because there were some colleges that were going back to online stuff and not doing – suspending in person. And also she was just – she was with us. Uh, on vacation and missed her boyfriend and we're with our, um, my mother-in-law who's 88 years old. So we, you know, like, could he come into the house with us again? Like when we get back and she's all all this stuff and she just had all this anxiety and I felt so helpless. Like you said, I didn't know really how to talk to her. Like as a parent, as a father, I wanted to be able to have an answer. I wanted to be able to make it better for her. But like you said, there's so much uncertainty and there's so much conflicting guidance. But then I also, I also just thought, wow, you know, this feeling that I'm having, this helpless feeling in trying to just communicate with my daughter who is full of anxiety about this is not unique. This is what we're yeah. all going through all over the country, you know, trying to navigate this together. And um, I'm glad that I'm fully vaccinated and boosted. And I got it last summer too, <laughs> so I don't know. But um, yeah. just we're we're with you, listeners. Know that we're all walking through this together, and um, yeah, we're we're yeah. in we're in this together, and we'll get through it together.
1: Oh, that's nice. Um, and then our final our final news of the week really has to do with our little world in the community that. We've all built together here as we start season three of the How We Win podcast.
0: That's right. We have some interesting and uh, and what I think is exciting, and I hope everyone else feels as exciting news. We are going to continue on, of course, with the season three of our show for 2022, but Swing Left is no longer going to be the sponsor of our show, which is bittersweet because I'm so grateful for Swing Less partnership with this show and, and what mm-hmm. we've all built together. But there's some really good reasons for it. Um, obviously, a uh, a political organization is not a media entity, and there's a limit to how... We can coordinate and communicate with our audience and promote the show and um, and do all the things in the progressive media world that really makes this a, an awesome megaphone, even bigger megaphone to, to drive people into action and give them the tools that we give you every week. So being independent, we're going to have the opportunity to really organize in the progressive media space that... Um, that we couldn't really do before. So I'm excited about that. Of course, we'll still be highlighting all of the great resources and activists at Swing Left, all Mm -hmm. all of my besties and friends, especially you listeners who are group leaders and everything. We want to tell your stories. We want to hear what you're up to and highlight those. So absolutely, we're going to continue to do that. We just won't have the Swing Left logo on our show anymore.
1: Yeah, Swing Left has been an amazing partner. And obviously, this podcast um, couldn't have launched without their support. And, you know, I will say that from the very beginning, when Steve conceived of the idea of how we win, he had a, a vision that went beyond one election cycle or one organization or one piece of the, of this, this movement that we're all a part of. He um, envisioned a place where um, our voices could thrive and be amplified. And we all share this very similar goals, but we are a div- diverse movement. Um, and so it's, it's really important. I think that, uh, with this this idea that Steve has had to build a home for for all of those voices, so super excited that we are um, moving closer and closer to that vision.
0: thank you, I am too yeah i I want everyone's voices represented on this. I want to highlight all the orgs that in this vast, diverse coalition we have that's fighting mm-hmm. for a better, equitable society and country so Yay! Let's let's do it. Twenty season three is going to be awesome. Twenty twenty two, I'm I'm fired up. I'm fired up, ready to go. I am. It's going to be a great <laughs> year. So speaking of fired up and ready to go, we have mentioned it a few times. Uh, Mariah, do you want to talk about our call to action, our this week's to do item?
1: Yes. Yeah, so to, tomorrow, the day after this podcast drops, January 6th is going to be the anniversary of uh, a violent and deadly attack against all Americans, against our country, against our democracy, against our freedom to vote. Um, and and choose who represents us and against uh, the the peaceful transfer of power, which is uh, the cornerstone of our democracy. Um, And there are activists all over the country who are gathering in person and virtually to not only recognize what happened on this day, um, to not only process it, but to use it to motivate people to um, take action, particularly when it comes to exercising our rights to vote.
0: Yes. So um, we would encourage, uh, implore everyone to go to Jan6UnityDay.org. That's Jan6UnityDay.org. We're also going to put that link right in our show notes on on the uh, podcast so you can get to it. And there are events all over the country. There's going to be candlelight vigils. There's going to be rallies. And there's going to be voter registration events with uh, Defend Democracy, which is doing a National Voter Registration Day of Action on that day as well. So you can find links to all those events. Um, What a a better way to respond to this violent insurrection than to get out and register more Democratic voters to push back against the attack on our voting rights. I, I can't think of a better thing to do.
1: Uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, this is what they this is what they're trying to stop. Um, we're not gonna let them. So um, register folks to vote. Uh, if you can't make it to a January 6 unity day event, like Steve said earlier, call your senator, uh, tell them that you want voting rights and filibuster reform.
0: Yeah, that's that's the solution is to get these uh, the Freedom to Vote Act passed and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act passed. And um, by the way, DC statehood too. You know, we are uh, faced with minority rule in this country. And even if we get rid of the filibuster and pass this this stuff, uh, it's still still minority rule. We we need to the Senate is screwed up, man. It's weird. It, is, up, it is not represent representative at all, not even close. So we can fix that. We could pass DC statehood too.
1: Ooh, lots to do. Lots <laughs> we'll to get do on in it. 2022. It's like we always say
0: we've got we've got a two-handed approach right now in 2022, and uh, the work is urgent. On the one hand, we have to push Congress to act right now on all of these important things, on the vo- on voting rights, on the Build Back Better legislation, and uh, and pass this transformative and important legislation. On the other hand, we have to overcome all the obstacles we have to make sure we hold on to our majorities in the midterms. And those are uh, two things, both you know, on the policy front and the electoral front, that we can do at the same time. We can do uh, two important things at once. And we must. We must do those important things at once. So 2022, here we come. Thank you for joining us today. This is
1: how we win. We win when we all get involved.
0: We want to hear from you. Send us a tweet at bluesboysteve Steve and at Mariah underscore Craven. And of course, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pod. We so appreciate you being here with us. We will be back to kick off season three next Wednesday.
1: See you then.